media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. So have you checked out the new FNB campaign? Um, Check it out. Tell me what you think about it, because we're going to talk about it around a quarter to ten. And looking forward to that discussion. That comes up. We'll also chat to uh, Joylene Kamsile uh, from Outsmart Outdoor Advertising about proposed changes at the Esper, the Joburg Property Workshop that took place on out-of-home advertising and, and uh, the bylaw changes their proposals in place. And we'll get the thoughts of someone who could well be affected by that. Uh, that comes up later on. But for now, and, and by the way, just let me throw this out to you. Sometimes I forget, right? You know the story. Um, if you want to nominate a brand win and a brand fail of the week, feel free to do so like right away. You can do that via SMS 40938. I won't take your calls on it, but uh, you can certainly SMS and you can tweet Hashtag media show and tweet to me, Ashraf Garanda, as well as to SFM Radio and, you know, nominate a person or a company for a brand fail or a brand lose, sadly. Uh, so brand fail or brand win. And, uh, and tell us why as well so we can all learn from that as well. Okay, so Andrea Smith is with me because we normally do this. We have a eye on feature where we profile somebody in the media marketing industry. Andres is the is a business partner at the Isulumco Activate. We'll find out what that all means. Andres, good chatting to you. Hi. Good morning, Ashraf. How are you today? Good, thank you. So Isulumco Activate, tell me about that. Well, it's a, it's a below-the-line shopper marketing agency. And what that basically means is we drive consumer connections one-on-one on the ground. And we build kind of memories and experiences between brands and the consumers. And a lot of people call this different things. People call it promotions, activations, brand activations, experiential events, out-of-home events. There are a multitude of channels. But the core premise, the most important thing, is to build a strong memory between a consumer and a brand because I mean you know mm. the stronger the memory the better the the better the memory the better the brand the better you you kind of the equity of the brand in that consumer's headspace now the important bit here is to remember that we need to drive sales short term but also brand equity long term mm. and that's the balance and that's what makes and, and explain line. the difference yeah. for those because we do get people listening who are absolute experts with vested interest in the marketing mm. industry but there are many others who who listen to us because they want to learn something. So when we talk about sales and equity, what do we mean? Okay, well, of course. Well, put yourself as a business. Put yourself as a big brand out there. A brand needs to do two things. Firstly, a brand needs to sell. I need to sell products. I need to keep my lights on. I need to make profit. I need to keep my people fed. But there's another big thing is brand love and brand enjoyment. And and what we need to do is ensure that the, the more I love a brand, the more I feel like a brand is for me, the longer I will purchase the brand and the less the brand has to actually invest behind that person to keep them purchasing the brand. So it's this short-term sales versus really kind of a long-term equity build over over years and years and years and years. And you'll see that from the mm. big brands in South Africa, like, and I, I speak from a beer brand perspective, like a Carling Black Label, a Castle Lager, strong equity, strong heritage and and really kind of so they're driving the sales and they're driving the equity over a period so mm. This is your space that you're playing in now. Yeah. G- give me some examples of, of the type of work you're involved in right now. But we'll talk about Carling just now. Oh, no, of course, of course. Well, the type of working we're, we're right now is really kind of refining and reinvigorating the in-store shopper experience. So, I mean, take yourself on a Sunday morning. You go to a pick and pay. There's a, a promoter with a little stand, and she's telling you to sample uh, a cracker, for instance. You're going to take the cracker, you're going to bite the cracker, and you're going to leave. 
you're going to maybe buy some crackers if you really enjoyed the mm, cracker, but mm. that's not a definite. But it didn't say anything about the cracker. It didn't say anything about the brand. And I'm just using cracker as an, as mm, an example. Mm, mm. So what we're saying now is, how do you take that to the next level? How do you engage more senses right there, right then, in that moment to ensure that when Ashraf tastes that cracker, the, the cracker is not only a cracker, but it's something that it talks to you like a cracker for a certain occasion. It's a Sunday afternoon with the family. Why is this cracker the best? Because it's, it's either perfectly salty or perfectly balanced. It's the best cracker for a Sunday lunch with the family. And the promoter kind of has to, has to kind of give that message in that moment, in that area. The stand has to do that, the messaging on the stand. And it needs to stand out because, let's face it, everybody's trying to sell you everything in a store at that time. You're in a hurry, you're in a rush, you want to get in, you want to get out. So how do brands cut through at that point of okay, purchase? Okay, so, so is that the space you're involved in? That's the space I will go to a supermarket a just now and I'm going to see. <laughs> who who he, can I expect? Would there be somebody? I'm going to check. So would there be somebody around? Because uh, I'm going to check them out. Not, not from our side right now. No. We're working on the plans for the next fiscal, but soon. And I'll, I'll, I'll send because a picture. Because look, you, you're right. Mm. Often, you know, you walk down an aisle and, and you get a promoter who's not linked to the company, who would be a freelance student in the main uh, who would come up and say, would you like to have some cheese or whatever? And my, my default is like, why do I need to take it? Because I, I want to see what they say. And I must say, very few are convincing. Because I'm not interested yes. in the taste part. I, wanna, I, I know why they're there. So I'm very fascinated in terms of their sales pitch, and many of them don't. So now you made the point that besides just eating it, you guys want to do a lot more. So what? So let's take the same cheese example. What are you asking now your promoter to do when they encounter me in the in the in the supermarket aisle? Well, there's there's a few things and a few few varieties of things. I mean, the first thing you can do is it's a taste experience. So it's not just you take the cheese, you bite the cheese, you walk away. But the promoter and and you are absolutely spot on when you talk about the promoter. It is it is phenomenal to see how much companies invest in promoters and they pay them a certain rate and they expect them to be there their feet on the ground and just give away samples but that promoter right there right then and what i always tell the team that promoter is your brand that's who you engage with that is the mm, cheese mm. brand the cracker brand it's not a promoter no one sees this oh no it's a promoter for that brand they see it as that brand when i was 21 i walked into a club and there was a promoter rude arrogant and she just didn't want to speak to me about the brand. I still remember that brand to this day, and I don't like that brand, although it's a fantastic brand. But that's the experience, and that's the memory I have of that brand. So it's had such a profound impact on you. It's, it's had a massive impact on me, and, and, and I think many people, they see that impact. You see a bad promoter, you see a bad picture, you see a promoter is either arrogant, uh, speak to you about the brand, and can't tell you anything about the brand, but yet you're promoting. So we call our brand, we call our promoters brand activators or brand ambassadors because they go through a, a kind of rigorous training schedule to speak about the brand as the client or as we would speak about the brand. So some of the in-store experiences, get back to your initial mm -hmm. question, is when we start engaging the senses and you start talking to the consumer about the senses. So normally you'd go, would you like to taste this cheese? There you go, that's the cheese. But what happens if you tell them about the texture of the cheese? Close your eyes, think about the texture of the cheese. Think about the melt-in-your-mouth kind of mm. texture, the, the creaminess, the, the, the age, everything. You kind of start engaging that, and then you have a stand on display which starts talking to your TVC. So you pull it through the line so people would see something on television, and they'd walk into a store, and suddenly there's this beautiful space of something they've seen, and you're kind of triggering memories that they've seen on television, mm. and you're giving them a deeper, deeper emotional engagement. So it's, it's the question is, how do you engage? 
more sensors at point of purchase. Okay, so so is, is that your, because you mentioned you do below the line work, mm. is that the core business of your company, sort of developing these relationships with brands and then, and then putting them out there in terms of, you know, uh, experiential promotions in mainly supermarkets and it could be elsewhere as well. But, so it's, it's ultimately about touch and feel all the time. It's all about touch and feel. It's all about experiential events. So this can really go much bigger. So you can imagine Maponya Mall outside a big gig rig, um, big stage, big sound, big lighting, industrial theater. So it's, 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 it touches broad spaces and different channels at taxi ranks. What do you do there? Mm. How do you engage consumers in taxi ranks? But it, it all kind of filters down into, into brand strategy. Does it work? Can you, can you say you know, with certainty that these type of experiential efforts, the, the impact is better than if you're doing it in above the light or maybe some other type of advertising? That is an absolutely fantastic question. I'm so happy you're asking mm. that question because as, as a client, as a previous client, um, the biggest pressure that what we had as clients is ROI. Show me a return on the investment that you're making. You're in marketing. Um, you know, everybody in a business goes, but marketing doesn't do anything. You just put out pretty pictures there and then you hope something lands. But we as a sales force, we drive sales. We get the sales every time and we can mm, prove it. Mm. So as marketers, we're continuously under pressure to prove our value, to prove our worth. So that means we have to become very, very scientific in that space. So to get to your question... All of our activations, all of our promotions, all of our experiences have clear key performance indicators. That just means there is an objective. I have to reach 100 sales within two hours. Mm. And that's measured, absolutely measured to the point. I need to put out so many coupons or I need to, if some brands need to switch other brands, I need to drive so many switches in that period. And that gets measured and the promoter gets that KPI. So clear, clear KPIs and measurements that's reported back to the client. So, so, yeah, if the promoter doesn't do that, then you're just being fancy, giving out free cheese, uh, then that's just quite... With, quite with absolutely no point. With yeah, absolutely no yeah. point. And that's, that's the big challenge in this space is the quality of promoters, the quality of the training, the feedback loop, and the continuous engagement with them. Because a lot of guys set up shop quickly. They get um, 10, 20 girls or guys on a book and quickly start sending them out at a cost to a company. But there's no feedback. There's no pictures. And that is such an important aspect to this because what better channel is there to gain direct consumer feedback, which is something very, very important, Mm. than having someone on the ground speaking to your customer? Isn't that what Creative Council did in the first place where they they, they created these these, uh, promoters? Uh, on behalf of a, of a brand or a client and then very quickly realized that the brands were doing just that and not getting the, the, the valuable insights and feedback. And then they then turned around to the client and say, hold it, you're paying us for this, but if you will pay us X, we'll give you these insights because their people were now in the outside. They, they heard the negative feedback, they heard the positive feedback, which is not part of the original brief. I'm going back like 10 years ago. Well, look, that's, look, I don't know specifically about what they did and their strategy, but I'm talking to you that's a great idea. And that's exactly what we need to start offering clients. And that's what we're driving in our company. And, and I'm not saying that you have to pay more for it because we're there. We're getting the insights. We're getting the feedback. So just put it on a spreadsheet and give it to the client. Um, I mean, one of the big things that I drive with clients and with, with our agency and with our people is to get closer to your consumer. I see a lot of... Um, 
you know, we, we sit at Varsity, we go directly to a big blue chip company and we sit in fancy offices the whole time and we start working on brand strategies and marketing <laughs> strategies, yeah. you know, speaking about the diversity of South Africa and, and how we know everybody and we get these beautiful presentations of the people and their journeys and how they live. Um, I was very fortunate in my career for the first two and a half years to spend it on the ground, uh, whether it be in townships, in pubs, in, in off trade, really engaging with people on a one-on-one level continuously. No fancy. Office for you and it worked. No, no thanks. Tell me, you, you made the point about you, you've changed positions in terms of where you were before mm. in terms of the marketing list to where you are now. What, what is that shift? So, what are you servicing now? What were you servicing before? Cool. So, so I've spent majority, well, all of my career as a client. And, and they, this, I've got this big distinction, and I think most marketers have this big distinction. You're either agency or you're client. So, client means you're a marketer. Yes. From the brand, yes. then working with an agency to, and you brief them to do your work. Spot right? on. That's exactly mm-hmm. that. So you would be t- caretaking one specific brand or a portfolio of brands within a big company, and you would outsource your marketing and your advertising and communications to mm-hmm. various agency partners. So majority of my career I spent as a client. So understanding brand management, brand strategy, brand positioning, brand narrative, and all kind of other things, but also business. Because Brand managers are business owners. They own their brands. They're not just there for pretty pictures. They're really kind of insight-driven, volume-driven, profit-driven people that needs to deliver to the company. As I said earlier, there's, there's this increasing pressure on marketers to become more business-savvy, mm-hmm. financial-savvy. Mm-hmm. And that's why marketers are, you know, the new breed of marketers are absolutely incredible because mm-hmm. they've got this holistic view of a business which they need to drive, they need to drive results from. So that's where I spent majority of my career. Beginning of this year, I said, I need to, to become even better at what I do. I need to understand the other side. Uh, the other side being the agency world. And all the marketers out there will know exactly what I'm talking about. So I saw a great opportunity with Isilumco um, Agency, the culture. I, I chase culture, just, just, a, mm, just a point. Mm. I love the culture there. I love it. It's been 24 years in the making. Um, absolutely great results, great clients as well. And I jumped ship to the agency world. And I said, I wanted to experience what, what my agency partners experienced while I was but a client. And oh my goodness, am I paying the price? <laughs> Are you but, paying the price? Well, well, well I'm learning. I'm learning. Well, and what have you learned that you didn't know before? Well, the, just, just the amount of work that goes behind the scenes. As a client, you normally sit there and you're very much, okay, I need this done and this done and this done and this done. There's the clear brief. Go and fetch. But you kind of don't see, and you go on with your life. You don't see what's actually happening behind the scenes at the agencies, the scarling, the working, the 24 hours, the seven days a week. On site. So I'm really getting to experience that, which I am so profoundly grateful for because I get to see both mm-hmm. sides and I have the ability to go back to the clients as well and say, listen, this is actually what happens and this is what's needed. Because, because they don't know. Not, um, not, well, I'm saying not well, some of them, some of them, I, I'm talking about myself, right. my experience, I didn't quite know just because I, didn't, I wasn't from that world. Andrea <laughs> Smith is with me, business partner at EC uh, Lumco Activate. Who, who are the clients you're working with now? Um, I've got some, some, some very good clients. I don't want to mention them by, by name. If why, that's okay. why not? Normally, people like, I don't want to mention, say, please mention it, you know. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's mention them. So, so Yum Yum Peanut Butter. Mm. We've got Nola Mayonnaise. We've got uh, the Secondary Stock Exchange, which is now coming live up. We're doing a lot of strategy for them, a lot of marketing work for them. So we've got uh, big L'Oreal brands. So really kind of a diverse audience of brands, which is absolutely fantastic from a client perspective because it's, what, what, what happens with clients is you get very kind of um, pigeonholed into one category, into mm, one brand. Mm, so mm. say you work on, give me an example, uh, 
somehow BMW comes to mind. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to use your example. Sort of hinting, yeah. <laughs> okay, so BMW. That's all you see. That's all you work on the whole time, which is rightfully so, which is what you're supposed to do. Being on the agency side, you get to see different car brands, different categories, and you're then aligned to go back to that saying, but this is what's happening in the category. This is what's happening in yeah, other brands. Yeah, yeah. And that's just so much more valuable for the client to get a f- broader, holistic view of what's going out there in the world. Good point. What you, you, so, so in your uh, previous iteration as, as mm. uh, you know, working for a client yeah. uh, and, and uh, as a client and, of course, briefing agencies, who, who, which were the brands you worked for? So, so my, my, my biggest stint was, well, I started my career at, at SAB as an experiential events representative in my Toyota Corolla, uh, straight from university, from Stellenbosch University. I came up to Midrand, and that's where I was positioned. And all I did was I made sure that the brands, some of the most powerful brands in mm. South Africa, were brought to life on the ground in one-on-one consumer engagement. So really kind of taking the brand proposition, what the brand stood for, the brand's life, the brand's energy, and bringing that to life with consumers. A lot of people see it as the big parties. It's not big parties. It's an emotional engagement mm, 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 with the brand. Mm, mm. If you do it right, if you do it right, so, mention some specific examples of work you've done in the past. So, so I'll, I'll call it. Not just, I was part of the team that ran one of the biggest campaigns in South Africa, which is the Carling Black Label Cup, which is probably one of the mes- most mm, profound. It's campaigns. happening again. Soon, it's happening yeah. again soon. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate I'm not part of it this year. Uh, it's something I'm really passionate about. I'm really passionate. It's an amazing team running that campaign. But it's 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 how you bring the the proposition of champion men deserve champion beer mm. to life on the ground, which is ultimately what this campaign is about. It's empowering South Africans to really show their voice and raise their voice and that's what the brand is about and, the, and that particular uh, that, that's the be the coach one right that's, I mean, that's, that's been a f- phenomenal phenomenal success yeah. why, why did you get involved in this in this industry in the first place I mean you said you were still in Bosch well, what did you study and what is the plan so very interesting I was reflecting on this a few days ago so I'm very happy I'm here today um, I started with uh, law I was a musician and okay. I started with law my dad was uh, wait musician it's, law this is yes. very interesting it's, it's very very interesting and very very messy but it came to a good <laughs> point <laughs> so I had long black hair still have so a couple of tattoos uh, so I played a lot of shows played national tours international tours while I was studying and I realized the power the power of strong engagement with people of real engagement with people and you can imagine it when you're watching a rock show and the rock stars are up there performing their hearts out with passion and conviction people gravitate towards that mm. people love that and that is what was marketing that's what marketing is about for me it's about that gravitation towards something that that's relevant to mm. me that mm. inspires me that mm. makes me feel good and that's what's so important for brands today is do stuff that inspire people do stuff that make people go how oh, wow that is cool i want to be like that i want to be better you know so how, how then did you get into into marketing because i mean if it was like Music and law, then what happened to the marketing side? Um, to be honest with you, um, uh, law went. Law was very interesting for me, but it was very kind of uh, very structured where my brain needed something a bit more creative, a bit more out there. So I went into business science. And then from business science, I really enjoyed the marketing field. I really enjoyed consumer behavior, psychology. And marketing is about psychology. It's about the brain, how the brain works and the heart works. Mm. Uh, and from there, I did my honors degree in marketing. And I just really started feeling passionate well. about it. All right, <laughs> let's, let's, let's leave it at that. Cool. Safe. You, you know, g- g- share with us one, one piece of advice uh, or maybe insight in terms of the future of marketing. What's, what's going to happen next? 
well, something I see often, and, and, and it, these are s- so simple rules, um, but it's, it, as I alluded to it earlier, it's get to know your consumer. And when I say get to know your consumer, not on a spreadsheet, go out there, meet them, engage with them, talk to them continuously, not just on one visit, mm. the whole time. Mm. The second thing, speak simply, speak clearly. Don't be cerebral. Don't be too complicated. Don't be too clever. We're just humans. Speak to us like humans. We just want to understand. We want to believe. <laughs> What's the one brand you want to work with? The one brand I want to like work it's with. Top of your wish list. Yes, I would love to work with some of the big banking brands like an FNB and like a NetBank. Well, we've got the FNB marketing hit coming in just now. Hopefully Who am I to say, <laughs> don't talk to me? You can do what you want, right? Andreas Smith, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Business awesome. partner at uh, EC Lumco Activate. By the way, if you